Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of That's What He Said. Welcome, Dan. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for having me once again. Well, you're the co-host, so. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm used to being on your podcast. So. Um, yes, so today we're going to kick it off with another great question. Um, for some of you in the US and other locations, we call it FIFO in Australia, but it's called fly-in, fly-out work, which requires uh, your spouse to fly away for a certain amount of time and live in a campsite, work away, and then come back home for equal time or a week or so. Uh, so the question was how to adjust to that FIFO work, fly and fly out work, and keep it fresh and spicy while having kids. So I think it was a really good question uh, to kick it off with today. Um, and I will let Mars take it away. Um, well, th- we briefly discussed this. We did. And uh, I think the first point is you know, and this is going to sound like a lot of the things that we're going to share may sound obvious. And sometimes it's just like a gentle reminder, but obviously it's to prioritize the relationship, like good relationships, great relationships don't happen by accident. And I think it's, it's a natural humanity to actually grow apart because Mm -hmm. we're individual people. And so there has to be that constant decision to be like, okay, my relationship is important. And my relationship is probably the most important thing to me because if Dan and I aren't united and we're not close, I don't feel like we're being the best parents we can be because then, you know, our parent, our children are looking to us as to what a good relationship is. And if we're, you know, just kind of coexisting, um, being roommates, then that's what they're going to think a relationship is. And I don't want that for my kids. Like, Mm. I want my kids to be so in love with their husband and wife, and I want them to be, like, really happy and fulfilled in their relationship. And, um, you know, we're kind of setting that foundation. So our relationship is so important and I think our kids even know that that our relationship is a priority mm-hmm. um I don't know if it's warranted but I almost feel like to give a disclaimer this isn't at the expense of our children like obviously our children's needs come first but beyond our children's like actual needs we we do put a pretty strong emphasis on our our relationship and that connection yeah and we have to I mean a lot of people can get comfortable in the relationship and comfortable in the relationship is suicide for that relationship. You know, you stop doing the things that you did in the beginning that you wait, why, which got you to fall in love with each other. So by prioritizing the relationship, um, you know, you keep things like the title says, you keep things spicy, you keep things fresh, you keep each other guessing. Um, and you never, you never put each other second. It's so easy to fall into a rut of, 
you know, going to work, going to the gym, looking after the kids, running to sports, school pickup, school drop off, all the things, going grocery shopping, and then you just forget to give each other time. You neglect the relationship. So when we say prioritize the relationship, it means do not neglect the relationship. And it's doing the little things, like scheduling in your date nights, making sure that you have a, a date night. At least we, we try do our best to always schedule in at least once when I'm home, because I'm away for a week and home for a week. So we always try to schedule in that one, that date night, that's our special time. You know, and we do all the other things, we take the kids out, we go to the parks, we might go to a movie or we'll do something, um, but we'll always prioritize and schedule in a date night for ourselves. And that's that's probably one of the, the first things, the major things that we do. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're, when you have kids, sometimes it's hard just to have a conversation. Like Dan and I will be in the kitchen and we'll start talking and we just start getting into a conversation and the kids are, ah! and we're just like, we're trying to have a conversation. And like five minutes before that, they were doing their own thing, but they can hear us talking and now they have to get involved. And so, um, it really allows you to have like that one-on-one time and it doesn't mean that you have to go out for like a fancy dinner, although that's nice sometimes, but it can be you guys have like a nice night in, you cook together or you watch a movie together. Actually, watching a movie together is probably not Just a great idea. Just being able to connect. Anything to do that where you can connect. Yeah, that, true know. connection. That's why I say like, I think there are some stats around like how much time couples spend together and like what percentage of that is like watching TV and that's not really connecting. And so if the only thing you guys are doing once the kids are asleep or your time together is watching TV, well, you guys aren't actually connecting. So I would suggest doing something where it's like a little bit more like intimate like we used to do like ceremonies we used, yeah, we used we to do ceremonies, like we journal. love to go for walks as well. yeah we walking. love to go for a coastal walk or yeah get a walk, drink and coffee you, yeah exactly sunset walks and and just talk because on those walks we get so many great conversations done it's uninterrupted mm-hmm. and, and, and the blood's flowing mm. you know you're getting a bit of exercise in and the blood's flowing the brain starts going that we was talk good about when luca was in the pram at that yeah time. that was, was fantastic really and that that you know, leads us into the next one, which is talking about your goals and dreams. Mm. So we used to also do that on those walks where you're spending that quality time together, but you just, you're discussing your goals and dreams. You're not just getting stagnant and going, this is my life for the rest of my life. No, we're still fired up. We're still Cause I don't want about, it, I, If that's marriage, I don't want that either. No, no. We that want, sounds awful. We want wealth. We want success. We want travel. We want fun. Passion, want excitement, connection. With the love and the family. Like, like Before it was like, oh, I want to travel the world with my mates. And now it's like, I want to travel the world with my family, and mm. my wife and kids. So mm. yeah, definitely discussing your goals and dreams and, and getting on the same page with that. I think we've spoken about that on another episode as well. <laughs> so, they all tie in together. Yeah. Yeah, having that time, like I remember, like for me on New Year's, I'm not like a person that typically goes out. Like I would be open to it, but I'm the person that like has the cacao ready, a candle lit, and I'm like planning my next year. And I do that the eve of my birthday too. And um, like doing that with your partner, it just really helps you to anchor into each other and to your goals. Um, and if that's not how you want to spend your New Year's Eve, like that's totally good. But having some kind of time like that together, um, I think is really helpful to coming together for like a shared goal because it's great to have our own goals, but when you can work towards something together, I think that's, it just makes it exciting and it just kind of like reminds you of like why you guys are together, that you guys are cool together. Like there's a reason you chose each other. And so you might as well still cre- create that shared vision mm. in whatever way that you can. Absolutely. 
Um, and I guess one of the other things is knowing each other's love languages and, mm. and focusing on that. I said, I, I'm all about affirmation and, and words of, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, gone blank. Words of affirmation, Words of affirmation and, physical touch. and physical touch. So Master's is fantastic As you with can that. see, I know them. <laughs> yeah, she knows them. Um, she knows them better than myself. There you go. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you're more of a gifts person and mm-hmm. I like to give you gifts. But it's also, you know, giving each other meaningful compliments and, and really giving each other that attention. Yeah, mm. that, I'm, I'm, whenever Mars walks past, I'm always going to slap her on the butt or grab something and just give her a compliment. I, I'm always, I'm and obsessed the kids with are like, And the kids are like... Daddy, you know, I'm always here, yeah, <laughs> daddy, dad, and always giving her a big cuddle and a kiss and telling her how beautiful she is and how lucky I am and all the little things. And, and that's the little things that you do every single day that keep your relationship spicy. It mm, really does because mm. it's a lot easier for us to stay intimate later on when the kids are asleep when I've been dropping the little um, bits of yeah. attention throughout the day and showing Mars how much I love her, how much I'm attracted to her throughout the day not just oh kids are asleep now let's get it on no there's no there's no connection there it's it's not in the, coming from the right place and I'd love to advocate for the women in this because um for women like our sexual like attraction and all of that begins with our heads so if we're stressed out if we're burned out if we're overwhelmed the last thing we want to do is connect with you on an intimate level like it's just not where we're at we're in overwhelm and so like like creating a supportive environment like you create such a supportive environment that I don't feel overwhelmed I mean there's occasional times where I mean I do have a lot on my plate like let's Mm -hmm. be real um that there are occasional times where I just feel so overwhelmed but he's so like attentive to it and has so much empathy like he's never like oh it's not a big deal he's like you have so much on like totally affirming me totally witnessing me and then we'll do whatever he can to take some burden off of my plate and like that is freaking attractive a guy because that's like that you're showing your woman that you get shit done that you're a freaking problem solver and you're there to support her so and like on what you were saying about like you know the, having those like little, little intimate yeah little touch points like even when you're away like we send each other really beautiful messages and um like just how much we love each other and how much we're obsessed with each other that I, there's no guessing in my head like oh is he still attracted to me oh it's is he still love me because he makes it so abundantly clear and because when he makes it clear and he's also affirming me through the day guess what you're it's not about getting your woman ready it's about keeping her ready so if you're not like disconnected from her and you are putting in that effort and you are complimenting her and you're touching her and you're making her feel desired which is what the feminine wants she's going to be ready to go for you but if you're like so disconnected you're cold to her you're just like going through the motions you're treating her like a roommate and this goes both ways but men tend to be able to turn it on pretty quickly and like sex is sex but like for women most of the time and I don't want to generalize if you're one of those women that can just go ready to go and like zero like to 103 seconds like but a lot of people a lot of women I know take a little bit and when they are stressed they don't want to be intimate and when they feel like you know they're frustrated with their partner because he isn't doing enough like that doesn't make you attractive to her and I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm just 
sharing the reality of the situation. And I think that's one thing that you've been really able to do well is um, make me feel supported, make me feel desired, and keep that connection going because... I'm avoiding attachment. So out of Mm -hmm. sight, out of mind. Like if he wasn't texting me during the day, I swear if he was gone for a week, I would forget about him. I know that sounds terrible, but that's my trauma response, right? My trauma response is, so in high school, I said straight up, if you were my boyfriend, sorry, shout out to all my um, retro boyfriends, (laughs) but I would break up with you, like straight up. You're going away to your, your cottage for the weekend, we're done. Like... Because that's just how I was. So I'm like out of state, out of mind. But he's so in my energy field still. Like he sends me messages. I gotcha. he, you don't go on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then the other thing on the physical touch thing. So dance love languages are um, words of affirmation, which is basically every man, they want to be appreciated. They like want you to tell them like how good they are. And then physical, yeah, it's the best thing you can do for your man. Exactly, and um, the physical touch thing. I'm not a physical touch person. I'm like the opposite of that. And in the five years that we've been together, I have become more like that because I know it's what he needs. But also, again, that's also a trauma response where you don't want to be touched. I don't know what happened to me as a baby. Maybe I wasn't cuddled enough, but my natural response isn't to cuddle my partner. It's like to be actually walking away from my partner. You had a pretty rough start. With your yeah, life. I had a pretty, a pretty rough start at life. So Dan, in the morning, will give me this big cuddle. I've never had that in my life from any partner, from even my mom. My, my adopted mom even didn't cuddle me. And so, but the thing is, is when you hug someone and you hug someone for a longer period of time, there's some research on six seconds and then 16 seconds, um, what it does for your health and like your, um, it boosts your mood. So um, that instantly helps us to feel more connected and it's something that he consciously does. And now he's programmed me, right? Like how habits work because he does it so much. Like now, if he doesn't do it, I kind of look at him like, where's my hug? (laughs) I'm so used to him doing it, but it wasn't what I naturally did in the morning, like at all. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember one of the first dates when your sister Dee... Uh, was saying how affectionate we're being. I'm like, we're not doing anything. We're just holding hands. <laughs> and she couldn't believe how affectionate Mars was. So that's how cold and, and closed off she was. Um, so we had to we had to break that. We had to <laughs> that's how cold. And I quote, that's how cold and closed off she was. But it's true. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I totally so, agree. So, you know, that, and, and that's, I guess, if for all the men listening, that's what it takes. You know, sometimes you have to work through these things. Sometimes you have to break down those barriers Mm. and and you do it through love. Yeah. And and I know like and for the couples that have kind of felt like they've lost their spark a little bit and like maybe they're like, oh, you know, how do we get back there? Like where we once were, you know. One of the things, like, and and again, this is going to be dependent on people's, like, past trauma and their history and their attachment styles and all that, but, like, if if your woman is cold with you, it's because she doesn't feel safe, and I'm not saying that's your fault. That's She's got to own her stuff, too, but the more safety Dan created in the relationship, the more I opened up. 
um, women don't want to be in our masculine, in our relationships. We want to be in our feminine, but we won't be in our feminine if we don't feel safe. If we like don't trust the man to lead or if we've been hurt in the past, like sometimes women are still projecting their, their daddy trauma on their husband or their lack of father figure on their husband and not letting them in because the masculine doesn't feel safe to them. And this is really where, you know, Dan had the opportunity and he rose to the occasion to prove me wrong he showed me that the masculine could be safe and that the the masculine could be stable and that there wasn't anything that I could do and it's not like I tested it because that's a weird trauma response too of like how much could he take before he leaves but I knew he wasn't going anywhere because he he gave me that energy that stability and that that presence mm-hmm. and there's something else I want to want to talk about like it's more of a more of a practical thing. I know for more coming from the side of of the males, mm. so I want the men to listen to mm. this and I want them to do it. So I don't know what each person is doing, but there's some things you can do. Like for example, if you're going to get all dolled up and dressed up for him coming home, you're going to plan a last night, and he's not really, he's not, or you're not uh, in the mood. Let's say. You got to cut out eating the junk food for one. You got to have a good, clean, healthy diet because it could be affecting your testosterone levels, right? So we were talking about from the male's point of mm-hmm. view. I mm-hmm. want to talk, touch on a few things they can do. You ha- if you watch porn, you have to stop watching porn. It's one of the biggest killers that you will ever, ever, you ever. It will. It will fuck you up. It will take all of your sex drive away from you. So you got to stop the porn. You got to eat clean and healthy. Lift weights and train, exercise. If you just do those few things your sex drive will completely change because one of the big factors is they're coming home and they're stuck in a rut because they're not horny that's, mm. that's all it comes down to it they're not in the mood right and that, that's taken like we can do all the other things we can schedule date night prioritize all, but what really helps is when you're in the mood and you're mm. actually feeling like it, you're feeling energetic you're feeling motivated you're feeling horny mm. right that all helps as well um, so for the guys listening maybe go to the doctor get your testosterone levels checked if you're feeling low lethargic and and there's no libido there's no sex drive go and get checked and maybe see a nutritionist and get put on um, a eating plan or something to boost your testosterone levels there's all these other things that we can do uh, i just got a test not long ago got my mm-hmm. bloods checked and all good I haven't heard anything so it's generally all good i've got mm-hmm. a call today actually <laughs> um but you know just prioritize yourself as well within the relationship you got to prioritize your own health and and focus on the actual practical steps you can do uh to to keep it spicy yeah that's a good point just about how your physiology is gonna and how you feel in your body is going to impact how you relate to your partner women are we're the exact same right so when we don't take care of ourselves and we feel chunky we are not we don't feel good with our partner like when we don't feel beautiful we don't want to be intimate for the most part so that's interesting that you said yeah, that. Yeah, it's a big one. Confidence as well. I yeah. Add to that. Both of you will gain confidence from doing those things as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think like one of the points that I had for the women is to put in an effort. And I say it kind of like I'm mm. laughing because if you knew me, let's say 10 years ago, you would know that I was like the most manicured, like insanely pedantic about everything person like you know nails every two weeks like just absolutely insane so from where I was you know pre-babies and all of that to what I am now it's like obviously it's not the same and, and that's been a challenge for me to like grapple with um but 
at the same time, I'm like, you know, obviously my kids are a priority and like we have to be there for our kids. But I just, I think it's unfair and I might get hate for this, but I think it's unfair to look one way when you are being courted by your husband and then like, I don't know, three, five, ten years later, you look dramatically different. You are like a lot heavier. You are not taking care of your body. You are not, you know, taking care of your appearance. You're not ever, you know, getting your feet done and taking care of like you're you're just not doing the things you did at the beginning of the relationship. And you're like, well, he married me like, okay. Yes, he did. And, and, you know, he shouldn't have married you just for your looks. But at the same time, I tell my kids two things. Well, one, one is that the way you present yourself to the world says a lot about your level of self-confidence and what you think of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it needs to be like presentable and like uh, full disclaimer, I am not like in freaking Victoria's Secrets when Dan comes home, like it's a, a joke what I'm in most of the time right but I make sure that I'm like taken care of you know like I'm you know and you're dressed up when we have our date night yeah exactly on on the date night like that I put in an effort and all of that and he's very understanding of like you know I have kids I have other priorities but I also think it's you know it's equally like you know, we're bringing different things to the relationship. And one of the things is like, we want our husbands to be attracted to us. We have to feel attractive to ourselves. So it doesn't mean you have to look exactly the same, you know, age happens, weight happens, all of those things. That's totally fine, but it needs to be within reason. And it shouldn't be a result of our lifestyle. Like it shouldn't be because you're drinking every night and you're eating all the like cheese and crackers and the wine and all of that like if that's impacting how you look and how you feel and how you're showing up for your husband that's a problem Mm -hmm. and if you want it to be exciting and spicy you gotta you have to take accountability for that and like maybe you need to get with a community or a coach or someone that can help you reconnect to your passion in life and reconnect to your confidence because like you can't magically expect him to transform and you get to stay the same and that that's fair you guys both Mm -hmm. got to bring 100 like marriage is not 50 50 it's 100 and 100 we both have to be willing to do what it takes to make our relationship fun and exciting you generally i think we've mentioned this on a previous podcast as well but i think it's tony robbins says if if all you do is the things in the beginning of the relationship for the rest of the relationship Mm -hmm. you'll never have an end Mm -hmm. and it's it's part of that Mm. you know like in the beginning of the relationships let's say before you met you were single and you you were both fit and healthy and doing your own thing and then you get comfortable and you you know slob off a little bit we'll use those words if we don't get to that point we can keep that spark. We can keep that fire. So often you see a breakup and then they both go to the gym and get super fit. They get haircuts. They <laughs> do know. their hair, the hair change, and they get all super fit and healthy and make all these lifestyle changes. But why can't we just do that beforehand? Mm-hmm. Why can't we just do that within the relationship mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. and maintain a spicy, loving, intimate, hot relationship with mm-hmm. the one person we wanted to spend the rest of life with, the, the mother and father of our children? Mm. And everything's it's, a pattern as well. So, like, let's say you you... Get into so you're 
fit, healthy, taking care of yourself to attract the partner. But once you get the partner, all of a sudden you let yourself go. And then that ends in divorce. And now you got to get back in there and get in the dating field. So now you're going to do the same things you were doing. Go to the gym, eat healthy, like look amazing. And then what? You're going to go in that same cycle. So you have to make a commitment to... It goes back to what we always say. It's like it's either you're going to do the, the work in this relationship or the next one. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. It's A relationship is not here to be easy. It's to heal you. It's to grow you. And you both have to be willing to come to the party. Awesome. Anything else? Um, well, I had it here. I think we kind of touched on it. It was from my perspective and from a woman's perspective is like the positive affirmation piece of it mm-hmm. um because men really do want to be like respected and and appreciated and sometimes when we're in like marriage mode and raising children mode it's and especially for FIFO moms who are holding down the fort when the husband's away and then when he comes back it's it almost can feel like and I've literally heard a lot of moms say this, okay? It's like, it feels like having like just one more child on top of it to mm. manage their schedule. And uh, you can almost like start speaking to them in that tone, like you need to do this, da, 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 da. And because I've heard it so much, and obviously like in my coaching practice, I've coached people before I got into this relationship with Dan and I've seen what relationships can look like 10, 15, 20 years down the track. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. So one of the red flags, let's say, was that, you know, he did kind of become that the additional child. And then you're kind of just dictating to him what to do. And then you're kind of stepping into that mother role. And that's not hot. There's nothing. No one wants to bang their like, mom. If you're, if you're a man, you work far for, far or not, if you're a man. If you are going to slob around on the couch, drinking beers, watching Netflix for a majority of the time mm-hmm. while your spouse is getting the, the lunches ready, doing school drop-off and all that, but especially if you're FIFO, where you have the week free. The way I look at it is I go away and I work and I go away and I spend a quality time with my, my wife and kids and I give Marcia priority to work because I get priority to work while I'm away. Yeah, it's all well and good that uh, I'm working long hours, I'm working really hard, um, but that doesn't mean I can come home and do nothing. You have signed up to marriage and a family, you do that when you come home. You can have a day, you can have a couple of hours, you can have your own time, but you don't slob around on the couch. Number one, you're being a bad example for your kids, for one, but it's so unattractive for the woman to see you just slobbing around on the couch, watching movies all day, binging while she's doing all of, all of the work, right? <laughs> so if that's you, I'm not saying that's everybody, but there's nothing more unattractive. Like you have to take responsibility for yourself and prioritize your family. And it goes back to the prioritizing thing. Like you got to be attractive. You got to be proactive. You got to be doing, going above and beyond, mm. you know, and asking your, your wife what she needs from you while, while, she, while you're home. And, and the flip side of that is like when you are proactive and when you are like being responsive or even like um, making decisions and, and doing being proactive about like, oh, what well, she could need this and she could need that and all of that, she, 
her demeanor to you is going to change so much. And this is where it's like the woman wants to submit. Like in that case, like if Dan said to me in even a directive tone, go do this, I wouldn't even think twice because he has positioned himself as a leader. Now, if he, if he came home and was just whatever and like I was he wasn't helping me and he wasn't helping me with the parenting and he wasn't helping me with the housework and he wasn't like that would cause resistance in me and I'd be like you do it yourself but I would never utter those words to him because he has he has built up such a reputation in my head of being a strong leader that I'm more than happy to submit to his request whatever the request is and that's also very hot for your relationship like when you really respect your guy because you know your guy um will do anything for you like he doesn't have to let's be really clear none of us have to and because we don't have to we often don't um that he doesn't have to do all these things for me that makes me so much more attracted to him because he's doing those things for me and it makes me want to make his life a whole lot easier too because it's just it's a reciprocation thing it's just like a, mm. it's just like a really nice flow of energy yeah and that doesn't mean to say you know going back to just drinking beers or whatever i'm not saying don't have fun go have but fun don't, actually. don't sit at home <laughs> on the couch doing it you know like plan it in because that's one of the other things i wanted to talk about was uh, it's kind of a catch-22 about keeping things spicy. It's also having good quality time with your own circle. Mm-hmm. Like have Find a men's group if you're a man. Find a woman's group if you're a woman. And high-quality people that you're going to talk about all things life, goals, dreams. Get excited, get motivated. Have a good circle where you can have fun, let, you, uh, let your hair down, have some honest conversations and, and mentor each other in that process. Um, and in that time, you can go, you can go and have some fun. You can go and have a few glasses of wine or have a few beers and enjoy yourself. And just, I'm not saying don't do that, but yeah, mm-hmm. get out and spend that time apart as well. You got to have fun. You got to fill your own cup, cup up. You know, we can't spend 24 seven with each other while we're home either. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely organize some time with friends and, and have your own time apart as well as the things that you do together. Is that, that's probably the last piece that, um, that I'd say on keeping it spicy. I love it. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. As always, if there's uh, anything you want us to speak on, send us a message or comment and we will we'll add it into the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.